welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. We're so happy that you can join us and uh, praise the Lord. We don't have Rachel here. Well, Rachel's not here. I mean, we can, can do it. We can do it. Hey, welcome. Let's talk Come about on. it. Well, happy you could join us. Praise the Lord. The shouting side is the winning side. So if you're not shouting, get shouting, okay? Make some noise because... <laughs> yep. uh, Come on. So, we're happy that you can join us. Welcome, welcome. Wherever you're joining us from, any part of the world, you are so welcome. If you have not seen the worship session from last Saturday, do yourself a favor. Go back and click on it. Maybe we'll put the link down here for you to go to, just to remind you where to go. But if you've missed that, do have a look at it. And if you're blessed, why don't you share it with a friend or a family member? And we'll pray it'll be a mighty blessing to you. Well, as you can see today, we have a very special guest with us. Fortunately, he doesn't. He didn't have to come too far. He just had to walk <laughs> from the house to here. Yeah. But it's wonderful to have Christian Artson with us, and he's our property director. He looks after the house, looks after the vehicles, uh, does so much. But more than that, I think he's a he's a father figure to for many of us. Um, just in many areas, Christian is just a great blessing. Many times, uh, lending out wisdom that God gives him, or. Uh, I don't know, there's just so much that he means for all of us, so we appreciate him. And uh, I said to them, normally he's got some tools in his hands, so I wanted to put a hammer and a drill in his hands. Possible, possible, no problem. <laughs> to make him feel like, yeah. you know, that's... More that's comfortable. More comfortable. <laughs> but, uh, so, but he's, he's, I know he sees it as a, a privilege uh, to be on the program, and we appreciate that he's come on, Christian, so thank you. Great to have you with us today. So today we're talking about discipleship or mentorship and why it is important to have that in our lives. So whether you are a young Christian, whether you are a seasoned Christian, it doesn't matter where you are, or perhaps if you haven't accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, I believe this will really help you to realize why we need the body of Christ and why we need a mentorship in our lives. I think especially as men, it's very, very important. So, Christian, maybe over to you, because I told you before we started how much I do admire you, because you've had the highs and lows of a career, uh, many careers, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, in the English expression, they say, you know, you've been there and done that. Yeah. But yet, the fact that you're willing to go full-time on the mission field where you could have retired and put your feet up and just enjoyed the views, and yet here you are serving your heart out, you and your wife, Annette, who's our administrator, and I think you saw her on a program a couple ago, uh, but that you always, I see you're always willing to submit yourself to leadership or to counsel, to, mentor, to mentorship, sorry. And uh, what does it mean for you in your life? Why should someone that's watching be encouraged to have mentorship, to have that in our lives? What benefit does it have? I think it is very important that you realize that you have not the wisdom from yourself. Um, what kind of uh, things you do in, in life, you have always people surround you or leading you with an example how to do things. And then that starts when you are young on school, a teacher help you to learn the things. You have a father in your home who teach you the things and, and guide you the things. 
and that always can can also be a, a trap that your father is not a leading figure yes. you need or mm. you must have or your father have not had the example how to do how to be a father and i think that is a very important thing that when you become to christ then you can you put your your eyes and your heart on christ and then you see an a father figure in god who want to lead you and and how to do that well i think it is it is very simple and i have a big problem with that because <laughs> yeah this this a, for me it was a problem because you live your life and we came to christ 38 years ago and then your life is turned around and you must live in an other life and 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 a life uh, what is set out by christ how you, yeah. you 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 live your life what you can do and what you not can do mm. and you must throw away things mm. the baggage you have in your in your backpack from from the past you you must throw that away and looking to christ and and that you are um, willing to do that and and i had a big problem with that well, well, i had a big it, problem with with authority yeah, yeah above me and and it is not totally gone but i'm on the way praise the lord well it's an encouragement for someone that if you don't feel you're there as long as you're on the way as long as you're going in the right direction yeah um, yeah christian because you said you, you mentioned something here that I think is very important, that many times we don't want to have that mentorship because it reminds us of our own fathers. And if you haven't had a good relationship, that makes it difficult because perhaps someone has been verbally abused or there's been abuse or there's been yeah. tension and, it's, and it hasn't been a pleasant experience. Yeah. And um, so I think that's the thing. So how do, you, how do you overcome that? Do not see someone in your life that they'll treat you the same way as your own father did or, or a authoritative figure in your life? Well, there are people who have the best, they want the best for you. Mm. And you learn that on the way. And you hit many times the wall that you think I can do it better. And if you hit the wall often, then it is becoming clear that you can better do it another way. Mm. And what it is very painful hitting the wall in uh, physically and it is always better to to seek seek the way what is the best way for you and Jesus have with us the best way to lead us that we can flourish yes bloom yeah in blossom yeah blossom in yeah. Jesus. And, and then your, uh, the gifts uh, Jesus put in you when you was born, they, they gonna flourish and they gonna, they coming out to you. If I see what I do here, what kind of work, and if I see my, my, my past in the swimming world and so on, well, he put some gifts in you and you can flourish when you, 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 you put your eyes and your heart on him. And, and that he guides you and yeah. put your hands in his hands, then it's okay. I think for many people, they see this as a negative experience. So you're saying 
God's designing mentorship, in, in other words, to bring something positive, to build. It's not a negative thing. And I think that's the problem. Many people have got a negative connotation to it. Yeah, because they have not a father who leads by example or leading with a lovely, loving heart. If I see my father, where he comes from and what he has experienced in, in World War II, well, then it is difficult when you come out of this, that situation to be a lovely father because you have... You are so hurt. And if you will not give your life to Jesus then, after so, so, so such of things, then nothing is going to change. Mm. Only Jesus can change your heart and your, your, your mind and uh, show you other things, that there are other things, that there is love and grace and, and, mm. and uh, that an hug and, 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 and say, I love you, or I, I love you because you are my son, you are my, my child. That's more important than, say, you can do this and not this, and otherwise mm. Mm. there are repercussions or mm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe for some of the slightly younger generation, uh, what benefit does it have, the under-30s, you know? Under <laughs> <laughs> we have a joke about the under 30s, but listen, be happy under 30. There'll be a time where you, you wish you could hear those words again, okay? Take it from me. But Christoph, what has discipleship meant in your life or to have a mentor or to have a spiritual kind of elder, if you like, to impart something in your life? Because I know, with especially with March for Jesus, you were, it was also a great training camp. You had, you know, a pastor there that's really, you guys were as a team together. What did he instill? What, what, where would you think did that add value to your life spiritually? Uh, well, it was great training before coming here, especially uh, as a full time to this ministry, no doubt. Um, to, to, to be a member, to participate in this, in this camp, we're talking about the March for Jesus uh, events. Um, uh, me, firstly, being uh, being saved, getting saved uh, at this event uh, meant a lot to me. So, so Pastor, you're talking about Pastor Yerje, who was a, a first, um, let's say, a spiritual figure, uh, authority figure in my life as a young Christian. It was difficult at first, uh, you know, because uh, uh, like, uh, like Christian said, this whole ballast of, of your past is with you. And, and, and he was the first person, uh, this pastor, um, to really uh, give a little bit different attention to me as I, I, have a, I have a great father. My father is a great person and he's a great man. Um, I have no doubts about that. Um, but I know like in, in probably his father and, and, and our fathers and, and many people, uh, men, they have this... Uh, it's difficult, you know, to give the, the perfect attention to your son, to your, to your child. And that's why you know God is a perfect father, mm. perfect uh, father figure. He gives perfect attention to us, and there's always something missing. I've, as much as I love my father, the you know, like with probably he had with his father and we had with our fathers, there was something missing. Mm. And um, when you have uh, a spiritual leader like that, he gave different form of attention to me that I needed. He was very firm because uh, he he knew we were on a mission. And at that time, I didn't really realize yet that 
this mission was so important that my life was won at that, that time, but our job was there to win other lives. Mm. And it's important, like here, uh, we are learning here um, that discipleship and authority is important, uh, although it, it's sometimes difficult, but uh, like uh, God put you in the, in the form of a leader to this ministry, God put a, a, a responsibility on your shoulders um, that uh, although it's tough sometimes, you have to tell us what to do. And this coming unto, unto this authority, we know it's not easy, but it's important for... Sorry uh, to hear. Sorry to hear. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm being totally honest right now. <laughs> but Christoph, it, 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 it isn't such an easy journey at times because yeah. we have that daily accountability. If we're by ourselves and you're just in your apartment, let's say, and you have a job, you can go days and weeks without having anyone saying, how are you? And you have that growth every day. And I think, so it is a tougher walk, can I say, but ultimately the fruit of that is good fruit. It's, we got to find like fine gold. So God purifies us this way, but I'm happy that you're honest because it isn't easy. And, uh, but the fruit is incredible fruit. Uh, I don't think the disciples found it that easy <laughs> with Jesus either. <laughs> if you read your Bible, uh, but look at the fruit. Yeah, but, but that's what the world or showed us. You must have an, a beautiful wife. You must have a lot of money and you must make a, a career. And, and if you do that, then you have the happy life. But on a particular moment, you see that it, that is not enough. Yeah. That is not enough. That not fills your heart. That fills only your mind. Mm. And, and yeah. it makes you satisfied in the things, in the, the, the physical things that do you have, but not your spiritual things. Mm. And if you, you look only to the, to the physical things, then your spirit is empty. Your heart is empty. Mm. And, and when your heart stays empty, then you are very lonesome. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And only when, when Jesus comes in your heart and you accept him as your Lord and you, you what we, we call them with an, an, an saying, uh, born again, then you start a new life with filling here in your heart. And then you need people next to you or so in your surrounding who guide you on that way. We had a an, an, an fantastic couple in the Netherlands and uh, friends for, for life and they showed us the way. They showed us how to read your Bible, how uh, to, to, to pray, how to talk with God. And, and who is uh, that man, that God, that, that Jesus, how uh, can he fill your, uh, all the things you, you need? and, and if you're going to see that and if people guide you in that in that way, then you can uh, then you can, can have a fantastic life. That's the only thing I can say, because our life start, I think, 38 years ago. I'm, I'm 74 now, but uh, 38 mm. years ago, my real life start because I connected with God, mm. who is my maker. And he's, well, he, he says we are a new creation. Yeah. Mm. And I want to come back on, on what I said about a father figure, because I realize that my father 
have tried to do the best thing he could. Mm. And, and what, what's happened in your life, what's going wrong or something like that, you must forgive the people who do that to you. Mm. If they don't know better than that way what they have done. Yeah. And if you not forgive them, then you are not open for, for Jesus. Yes. Then, yeah, and, yeah. and Jesus can, can fill you all the gaps in your, in your life and, mm. and he, he show you what a real father is. Mm. And I, I realized that um, I make as a father myself also mistakes because I didn't know Jesus uh, before that time. Mm. Okay. When we talk with our children and, and we uh, said to our children, uh, we have made mistakes, Annette and I, and we make mistake, mistakes and we ask you forgiveness. And we have done that with our children. And that was a liberating moment. Liberating mm. moment, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Mm. I didn't know that word, but okay. <laughs> also, but it was somewhere. <laughs> you feel more free and, and, and that's also a thing where, where Jesus can come in, in in your heart. And it is very important to to be honest. Yeah. Stay for the mirror. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't go through that process of forgiveness, as you say, then you withhold yourself from blessing, you withhold yourself from that input from God refining you. And you yeah, bind this, and you bind the spirit of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you to set you yourself free. Me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, Zach, part of your journey, I know a little bit that you've shared or so, but I know mentors and leaders have meant a lot to you in your life and have helped you in your journey since you full-time, or full-time, <laughs> full-out, so <I> say, <laughs> committed your, your, your ways and your walk and your heart uh, to the Lord. So what is something that God used people in your life for? Uh, uh, so much, I mean... It's hard, hard to stick down one thing, but I, I just picked up on uh, what Christian said about it's kind of like a mirror, you know, and discipleship is almost like that spiritual mirror where if, you, if you're looking into it, you're seeing the ugliest parts of yourself. You're seeing all the stuff that, that needs to change. And, and I've had so many, you know, not so many, but I've had, you know, a few strategic people that God's put in my life, you being one of them, Christian also being one of them, John, and uh, from my church back home, even my father, um, who have, you know, who, who, who has shown me different things that you're walking in this way, you know, and it needs to change. And it's not an easy thing. And it's a very frustrating thing. As Christian said, you know, to deal with that authority above you when you're used to this lie that the world's perpetuated, which is be an independent man, yeah. be self-made. I, I know better. Yeah. I know the best, yeah. you know, for me. Yeah. I'm going to be the determiner of my own life. I'm going to have control over my life. And some people, as we talked about earlier, want to have control over their own death. You know, you have every aspect of your life. Yeah. You're taught by the world to control. And mm. discipleship is, you're, you know, you're ultimately submitting your preferences. Yeah. You're, you're sacrificing what you believe is best for you to say, what does God think is best for me? And, um, you know, in the flesh, it's a really hard thing to accept. It's a really hard thing to deal with. But like... Mm. If you look at, okay, the one who created me is the one who knows the best thing for me. Yeah. The one that made me knows better, knows me better than I know myself. So why would, you know, once God has, has instilled that, then it's like, 
yeah, it's difficult, but you just make it through the, you know, you, you just get through the next lesson. You just go to the next mountain. You, you try to get through the next thing, that, that next growth. And uh, so, yeah, mentorship has meant a lot for me. Uh, Zach, what happens, because I'm sure people, you know, we're not perfect. I make mistakes, uh, constantly do, and the Lord's helping me, hopefully, to make a couple <laughs> lessons we go on. But someone that might not be in our situation, that's not in a, in a ministry, someone who is a regular church visitor, perhaps, or now an online church visitor, um, Someone who's tried it and has said, oh, well, I've tried it once and it didn't work for me. Mm. Or this person just disappointed me and, uh, yeah, I've been there, it doesn't work. What should they do? Because we can't give up, can we? No, no. It's, it's, it's almost like when you go to a restaurant, you order a, a meal, and then that meal comes out. The chef did a bad job cooking that meal. Mm. And then the meal comes out, it's filet mignon. And you like steak, but they've, they've now they've cooked it through. And it's, you know, it's, it's well done, so it's not a very nice steak but just because that's the dish that you got served on your first go on your first go doesn't mm. mean that the filet is bad or that you don't like that meal or that thing but it's the you know maybe you got served the wrong way yeah. in the, but it doesn't mean to stop trying it doesn't mean that yeah. you know you just give up on the whole thing yeah because what do people do they said oh, i'm not going to go back to that restaurant again let's go somewhere else so yeah. i'm not going to go to that church again or i'm not going to eventually you go, well, I'm not going to try any of it again. I'm just going to cook, home cook. I'm not going to go out no more. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going there. Um, I mean, home cooking is good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's healthy. But just in this analogy that you use, which I think is a very good one, um, is to say, do not stop trying. Mm. Say, and ask the Lord, please, Lord, put that person in my life. And, Zach, also, you are in the will of God, too. That's the other thing. If you're out of the will of God, you might not find the right people and you will get disappointed because maybe you shouldn't have been there mm. in the first place. And I think your journey, too, that you've been in the center of God's will and the strategic people that God has put on your journey then, right? Absolutely. Um, that was my two biggest prayers after I got saved were, you know, God, let your name be glorified in my life and, you know, let your will be done in my life. So... I really wanted to seek first the kingdom of God. And I really, really took that to heart. I wanted, you know, you want all these different things in life, but I realized if I actually do want that, then the first thing I've got to want is God. So if I'm wanting God more than the other stuff, the other stuff will come in mm. its due course in God's time when it's perfect, when it's right, then all that stuff will come. So the Lord, you know, was so gracious to me and, uh, and led me to people and to situations that I wouldn't have normally put myself in. Mm. Um, and and brought and so ended up bringing me here where now as you talked about we experience a more intimate discipleship and uh, and we grow together and you know we we you see us coming through the things that that we go through and and just you know it's a it's a it's a wonderful intimate journey that you wouldn't experience any other way mm. but, yeah. yeah but on the other end if you not experience the bad things you cannot help other people mm. If you uh, see other people do the same things, the same faults you have made, then you can help them and guide them and point them on, on, on the Bible, the, the rules on, in the Bible and so on, and what Jesus has done for us. Absolutely. Uh, and it, it is important to, to realize that it is not a throwaway life that you can drop in the, in the, in the bin. And the faults you have made, the, the wrong things, that you use that to help other people mm. and show them that it is better to go a different way and go with Jesus. Mm. 
En dat is zo'n ding dat je zei, go on with Jesus. Nou, het is, dit is true, but het is, that you, you, your guidance is not the world, but Jesus Christ. En mm -hmm. he is the example for us to live our life. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 the mistakes you made are to help you to grow in Jesus. Yeah. And you can help other people with not make the, the same mistakes as you have experienced. You're absolutely right. Now, and if you have this mentor in your life, uh, you talked about direction, it's someone that helps you to counsel you, to be there to help you make the right decisions too. And if you don't have someone that you can easily go to, that you have a relationship with, sometimes it's so hard to find someone. Oh, I, I want to, yeah. okay, Lord, who can I go to? But if you already have someone that you have built trust with, you know that they have your best interest at heart, as you said, um, then it's easier to go to someone and say, hey, you know, the Bible says in many counselors there's wisdom. To lean on that wisdom, um, preferably someone maybe a little older or, you know, just someone that the Lord puts in your, in your, in your walk. Who's gone before. Yeah, who's, who's gone before. So, uh, uh, very important. That's true, but it is also the difficulty in the whole thing that you must accept somebody who leads you. Mm. Who correct you, who helps you, give you that yeah. thing that you need. Back. Yeah. But I love what Christian, uh, I, lo I love what you keep doing and pointing people back to Jesus. You know, over and over you're pointing people back to Jesus and through discipleship and mentorship. And Paul said, mm. um, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's right. And he yeah. kept pointing people back to Jesus. And each answer you give is just pointing people back to ultimately if you're going to find this mentorship, because the world is now talking about mentorship, you know, yeah. everybody wants a mentor. It's a big buzzword. Yeah, it's, it's been around. Corporate mentorship. Well, Jesus created that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, if your mentor is not pointing you to Jesus, then you're not being discipled. You are being mentored in the world standard. Mm. Um, but that's the choice you must make. Yeah. Let, let you mentor you, you, the, 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 the one who guides you pointing on Jesus on, on world's things. Mm. Mm. Because yeah. that, that's what's not happened, that people said that is better, it gives you more profit and, and so on. Yeah. But I think it hurts you, yeah. that profit. Mm. I was just reading one scripture just quickly before we, before we started, and it was when uh, Jesus was talking to disciples and he said, uh, he said, another command that I give to you is to love one another as I've loved yeah. you. And then he goes on to say, uh, by this you'll know by this the world will know that you that you are my disciple, that you love one another. And then he talks about, as you said, leaving everything behind, leaving behind worldly possessions, leaving behind familial ties and following after him. And I think it's such a beautiful, I, think, I can't remember where the scripture's at, but we'll put it up there. Mm. But um, he said, you can't be, that's, that's discipleship to Jesus is learning how to love people better and serve people better. Mm. And also there's that, there's that opportunity that you have to confess to someone. Yeah. That confession, I mean, I know that word can be also misconstrued in certain circles or certain denominations, but the Bible does say confess your sins to one another. And I found, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am if God didn't use Pastor John in my life. Just someone that sometimes if he says, hey, this is your conduct, this is your behavior, this is not right. And John Maxwell says, uh, I love you enough to confront you. That is how much I love you. Yeah. And from his side, I know he didn't have an agenda that he's 
goal and his reason for doing it is because he wants to see growth in me and because he loves me enough not to compromise. Mm. And for me, just to go to him where I had to confess, you know, I'm dealing with this, I've struggled with that. I'm sorry for my attitude and this, you know, and he can kind of, he saw that, hey, the way you're going now, I know the end of that road and it ain't a good one, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's got disaster written all over it. So to prevent you from getting there is just have someone to confess to. And uh, yes, we confess to the Lord as well, but sometimes it's easy because we can't see God to say, okay, Lord, forgive me. Sometimes if you have to go to that person, it's sometimes like if you have to, if God uses that person that you look in the Jesus in them, because mm. it's not just a person, right? Christ in us, the hope of glory. You're looking at Jesus yeah. in someone that you're saying, I, I'm sorry for that. And uh, that for me has really helped me in that journey to have that person to go to. Well, I just want to share from Numbers 22 a little story which I found really fascinating. I don't know why I read this, but I read this, okay? And it just lined up to our conversation today. And in Numbers 22, Balaam's donkey wanted to take him down a route, and he didn't want him to go down this route, and he kept on beating the stew out of this poor donkey. Three times he tried to help him because the donkey saw the angels up in the road that should have directed them to go somewhere else. So eventually... God let the donkey speak. You know, it's like a Shrek movie. It's something from Shrek. This donkey started to speak. Can you imagine? And he said to him, why are you beating me three times? I'm trying to help you. you. You can read the scripture. And then the man's eyes opened and he saw that the donkey was trying to prevent him from going down the road. And that he saw the angels and everything. And the thing, the analogy for me is, is that God knows the way ahead and he uses people to take us, want to take us to another road. But because we don't understand it, we, we, we want to go against it. And sometimes God uses a donkey in our life, someone that might not even look the part, sound the part, someone that could be a little quirky, someone that makes mistakes. But if God puts that donkey in your road and on your way to let you not go to the wrong roads, there's a reason for it. Yeah. And uh, God can use... Any old donkey, if he can use me, I tell you, he can but, use but, any old donkey. But I, I try to, to figure it out. Or what, what do you mean by the whole thing? Do you mean that I'm a donkey? And <laughs> <laughs> You're a beautiful stallion. I'm a beautiful stallion. <laughs> well, I think it's safe to say that we all realize and have acknowledged that God uses people in our lives. And I've always said that if we all hear from the Holy Spirit 100%, if we have that capability, which none of us have, God wouldn't have had to use people, but He does decide to use the body of Christ. He does decide. He's designed it that we need people. We need communion. We need fellowship. We need accountability. We need people that can walk this walk with us. Yeah. And we, we need it, whether we like to admit it or not. And sometimes it's not easy to admit. But do yourself a favor. If you haven't got someone like that in your life, just pray and say, Lord, please guide me, show me. Yeah. Show me this person that I can trust, that they have got my best interest at heart. And I'm sure God will put that person in your life. So shall we agree together now as we close our time together and that the Lord will help us in this great walk of faith together. Lord, thank you for helping us today. Thank you for lighting up this wonderful thing that you have created, this beautiful way of serving you, this beautiful way of growing with you. Lord, that you've designed people 
and you, the way that you've designed your spirit to work through people so that we can grow in you, that we can learn more of you. And Lord, at the end of the day, it's Christ in us that does the work. And Lord, I'm just so reminded that Jesus, you set the ultimate example, that even that you were the son of God and you were the one that set the example because you at your worst time where you knew the suffering that you went through, you said, Father, it is not, if it is not your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You surrendered it. You didn't want to do it. You knew it was going to be going through hell. You even said, I don't want to go this through this, but I submit it to you, my Father, because you know better than I. And Jesus, thank you that you were willing to humble yourself. Thank you that you were the Son of God. You were part of the Trinity, but yet you surrendered yourself to someone that can show you the way. So Lord, help us today. Help us to surrender ourselves, not to man, not to a ministry, not to a name, not to a person, not to an entity, Lord, but to the Godhead, to the three-in-one, to the everlasting Father, to the King of kings, to the Lord of lords, to the one who gave his spirit to us, for the one whose spirit lives in those of us who have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Lord, so help us to grow in discipleship. Help us, Lord, to keep on submitting ourselves and to counsel and to, to seek help with someone that can help us on this journey. And Lord, ultimately, that we can be that person for someone else. So Lord, thank you that you're touching someone right now who's been cynical, who's been hurt, who's been abused in the body of Christ, that you'll bring healing, that they'll give it another go, that they'll realize that this is necessary for my life, that they will continue to seek you, to serve you, and that you're using these people in our lives that will continue not to veer away from it, but that will continue in fellowship and seeking you in all our ways. So Lord, thank you for restoring relationships. Thank you for restoring trust of your spirit in man. And Lord, we just thank you for your presence today. Thank you for helping us. Thank you, Lord, that you are our, the one that guide us. You're our keeper. You're our leader, Holy Spirit. You're our counselor and our comforter. We thank you for your presence. And thank you again for our time together. All glory belongs to you. Anything we are and have achieved and have acquired is only because of your grace and mercy. So Lord, we give you the praise. We give you all the glory, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us. Praise God. And uh, we thank you. And hopefully we'll see you again on another episode of Friday PM. Hopefully see you next week. God bless you and bye-bye. Bye-bye.